This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On Today. We're going to talk about healing trauma and our guest believes that he has found a way to heal trauma. Dane Stevens says the neurotrauma healing process melds the psychological, scientific and the spiritual together for long-term permanent recovery from any condition. Chronic anxiety, fear, chronic pain, eating disorders, addiction, and on and on. When Dane talks about the definition of trauma, he does mean emotional trauma. And he says the first step, of course, is recognizing that you have trauma. Dane himself, who lives in Canada, had traumatic childhood sex abuse. He managed to push that down and go on to live pretty good life, but he had this repetitive pattern of sabotaging relationships. So he went to dig deeper. It wasn't an easy road for Dane, but now because of what he's been through and how he's created the neurotrauma healing process, it might be easier for someone else going forward. Let's hear his story. For what happened with me, I was actually doing quite, you know, very well in my life. I uh, had a great coaching training company and had great employees making good money, doing some traveling, living in a beautiful place just off the ocean and vehicle of choice and all that stuff. Uh, Everything was going really well except for my relationships. And I had a pattern of sabotaging, stopping, whatever, ruining relationships and then seeking, seeking intimacy elsewhere immediately. And it came to the point where I realized, hmm, this is a pattern and the common denominator is me, so, uh, which made me question whether I dealt with a childhood abuse issue. Mm. And because I asked the question, I knew I had to look into it. So I went and did uh, a couple groups and that just didn't quite resonate with me and, and did a bunch of different counseling, gestalt and talk therapy and some EMDR and stuff and nothing seemed to really uh, do much. So I was then referred to a therapist slash healer. I knew nothing of trauma at best at this time. I knew, you know, a little bit about energy, but not not like I do now, and knew nothing about trauma. So she assessed me and said I had a circ in my lower chakras, which made sense. It was a, a sexual abuse issue. She assessed you and said you had what in your third chakra? She called it a circ in a my s- lower chakra. A circ? region. Like, okay, circ. She called C-I-R-Q-U-E. Oh. And I'd never heard of that term before, and I, you know, didn't know about chakras that much either. Knew what they were, but not that much. And uh, a, a number of sessions in, she asked me if I would like to try to basically force it out. She called, called it a go for a home run. And who doesn't want to go for a home run? And once again, knew nothing of trauma. Hmm. So I said, sure, let's do it. And, and uh, a number of sessions later, this cirque did break, and I remember quite vividly where she had me on the table twisted in some strange position told me to go there go there and I was in such so out in the ozone I literally couldn't even tell which way was up and when I came off the table I had this fearful jittery unstable feeling and I just assumed that it would pass and, and it was just you know a fleeting thing but it did not 
and I stayed in this having this inner feeling of fear and instability inside of me and I kept seeing her but it just stayed there and the inside being the creator of the outside my whole world started to crumble around me I lost everything I wasn't you know rich but I had some money and and I lost everything within 18 months I was broke within uh, three years I was homeless and I you know when I crazy after a while she stopped seeing me because I ran out of money but also or probably more so because I don't think she knew what to do and I was out of control so yeah I went on a mad search to figure out what the hell happened you had to get my life back and it took me five years to find somebody who could tell me what happened ironically enough it was uh, Hazel and she had the same thing happen to her a uh, healer therapist whatever tried to force a trauma out of her now she's a a uh, trauma specialist actually gave me great hope to meet her we're talking to Dane Stevens and we're talking about reclaiming your power to create your best life and the therapist wasn't wrong you did have an issue in your chakra because of sexual abuse so there were repressed feelings and energy there what did she try to do to to squeeze it out of you See, and I still don't even know exactly what she did. She had she did some cranial sacral, but she also, like I say, had me like laying on a table and would put me in different positions and and literally, I guess, manipulate the body. And I still, to this day, don't know exactly what that is. But it's uh, yeah, manipulating the body and getting me to go to these places in my body while she had me in these places. I don't know exactly even what that is still today. Right. Um, so you had so, a, you had a session that just didn't go well. It it didn't yeah. have the outcome that you desired. Well, how far do you want to take this, Casey? Let's go. I'll, I'll take it a step further because the first book that I've, I've written here, which is Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life, it introduces a neurotrauma healing process. And it will take people through and show them how to deal with them and ultimately bring trauma to resolution. I didn't think people could go from a deep-seated trauma to what I'll call spiritual liberation in the same book. So the book I have coming out in 2021 is called Unleash Your Genius, and it goes into the empowerment aspect. Mm. Because this work takes you from, as, as Dr. Bradshaw says, takes you from the wounded child to the wonder child, because it opens up space and allows your higher authentic self to come through and the reason I'm I'm saying all this is because it took me a long time to realize that I asked for that unwittingly unknowingly but I I know exactly where I asked for that it took me like oh my god I asked for that and and not unconsciously consciously I just didn't know what I asked for yeah you consciously asked for what I asked to I came to the realization and this is getting into the next book, Casey. We're going too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I want the whole story. <laughs> I, I had a connection to what I'll call source before, before even before starting this process or learning about this process. And I would converse as such, call it like, you know, conversation with God, like uh, uh, Neil Donald Walsh, kind of that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, I learned how to manifest. And in learning how to manifest, I went, oh my god you know the, the outer world is the effect and, and money is no issue it's the effect of, of me i create that or don't kind of thing so i asked for three things i asked first to let go of all of my release all of my fear because i knew that was the only thing in, in my way and that saying alone now that i've gone to that i just thought oh my god what was i saying 
Yeah. I asked for that. I asked to actualize all my, uh, to actualize my full power and to do what I came here to do. And you know what the answer that came back when I said I want to do that? It came back, are you sure? And I said, sure, of course I'm sure. Not having a clue what I was really seeing and getting into. Yeah. And especially, like, you know, first thing to release all your, your fear. I mean, I had no idea the fear I had stored inside of me. Right. And to actualize your full power isn't any mean the individualization. It's not, you know, me being rich and famous. It's not like that. It's, you know, kind of disappearing and, and getting out of the way and allowing this, this higher authentic self to flow through you however it does. Okay, so. let me ask you this. Why, why, why? So, so you had suppressed, you know, you had issues in your past that you knew you needed to deal with. You went to get that fixed and it sent you into a jittery state for five years. Um, yep. And then you found your way back by, by healing the wounded child. Am I getting this, the story straight? Is, was, is there any other way you could have done this, or are you okay with the way that it all came out? Well, I wouldn't wish what happened to me and my worst enemy. On the other hand, I am where I am right now, and where I am is a really wonderful place. I'm at peace within myself. I have the most beautiful, loving mate that is, you know, we're just right and good for each other, and it's, it's not, it's an easy relationship. It's wonderful. And um, now with this process, it can help a lot of people to get off the treadmill of trauma and, and not have to try and cope with and deal with this um, issue that they haven't had access to and haven't known how to deal with or heal. Most people want to heal, but don't know how and don't know yeah. how to do the work. And most of the work is about coping. And that we get coping. To. You say most of the work is about coping. That we get introduced to. There's a lot of information around trauma, right. but there's not a lot that, you know, is about bringing it to resolution because we haven't known how. Right. And I say this with great humility. This is the process we teach. First of all, it has very little, nothing to do with the facilitator. We facilitate. We don't give information. We don't do anything to you. We give you access to your subconscious mind in a safe and gentle manner. Okay. And so it's not about us doing anything. It's about you connecting to that within you and having access to that and therefore being able to rechoose and reclaim your power. Rechoose. So. Okay. So could you take me through like a, a, a mock session? So the first thing is we send out, uh, you have to fill out a, a uh, call it an intake form, we call it a, a form of intention, and gives all the information because you're dealing with the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is our most powerful creative faculty. So the foundation of that is trust. So the first session, we connect with, with the person, and it's about building trust. And I say between the facilitator and the person, but what we want in that first session is for them to make a connection within them, to the life within them, and to know that it's real. And how do you do and that? Through a left-right brain process. Uh -huh. I say process because there's a number of steps that leads up to it. So it's, it's simple, but you have to understand and know how the subconscious mind works. So uh, I'll tell you about it, and this is all in the book, mm -hmm. So, and I'll just make one more comment about that. Had a challenge putting out the book simply because I didn't want people opening themselves up to and, and not being able to, you know, 
what to do with it, and so on. But I couldn't keep it a secret, so it is out there, and it has all of this. But in the first session, you'll do a snapshot, and the snapshot is exactly or, or what happened to you. And if you don't know, a lot of people don't identify with the trauma, and we can talk about what trauma is. Uh, the snapshot is either what happened to you, or if you don't identify with the trauma, what happens to you. And so if somebody's in chronic pain and they don't know where it came from, dealing with depression, you don't identify with a trauma or a childhood trauma, whatever, uh, the snapshot is what happens. And that leads into a compassionate letter. And this is where sometimes it can be a challenge for people because some people don't know that they aren't showing themselves compassion or don't know how to show compassion for themselves. So it's compassion for you that went through that or goes through that. And through that, we access the subconscious mind through emotion. So between the snapshot and the compassionate letter, we're kind of opening you up, and that's where we go into the left brain, to the alternate. We do an alternate writing thing. We open up that left, or that right brain, I should say, because what happens in a time of trauma is the right brain gets locked out. And it's a bit of a generalization, but the bottom line is it stays looping in your nervous system unprocessed. And this is a way to connect with that wounded part within you in a safe and gentle manner where you literally get to converse. And the big reason why safety is so important and why I say what happened to me wasn't, wasn't, wasn't safe and wasn't uh, gentle uh, is because you need to create a level of safety enough to let this part speak. And that's how you unfreeze the trauma. You let this part speak, and you eventually, what we do is we bring it into this present moment where it's not happening anymore. Because what happens in trauma is time stops, and it keeps looping in your nervous system at that time. And we've all probably experienced somebody, an adult, maybe a prominent adult, who's had their buttons pushed, and all of a sudden they act like they're five years old. And maybe that's exactly what happened. That synapsis fires in their brain and they're right back to that experience, scared or running or withdrawn or, or what have you. So does that all make sense? Yeah, I was taking notes <laughs> furiously. Uh, <laughs> I was taking notes and also writing a compassionate letter to myself at the same time. Um, it all makes sense. So what the first healer did was dislodge the actual energy, but you hadn't created the safety. No, and, and that's what, with this work, it's about relationship. It's about inner compassionate connection. Yeah. And if you don't have the relationships, you know, for somebody to heal you, I just, uh, you know, I used to be an energy healer, and, and, you know, I had people coming to me saying to heal me, and it's like, that's not a reality. Yeah. You know, in, unless something changes inside of you, unless you have it in your connection, nothing's going to change. It's going to go back. Right. So here, it's sustainable because you make a connection to this part within you and you create such a level of safety, such a connection. And I love my job because ultimately what my job is, is I help people and show people how to love themselves. First, we have to connect with that inner life and understand that it's there. And then we have to understand it and, and, and not apply our will to it, but allow it and right. let it. And what happens then is, um, once again, the wounded child turns into the wonder child, and we have amazing uh, love intelligence inside of us, wisdom and compassion and understanding, and, and who we are gets to come forth. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, so if, <laughs> if the trauma lives inside of us, and the energy of the trauma and the pattern of the trauma lives inside of us, why doesn't the joy or the good things live inside of us? Well, they do, and... and the more I play this game, and, and especially with this work, 
the more I, I believe that these patterns, and you can tell if you have a pattern or you have a trauma inside of you, if you have a negative pattern, a chronic condition, an unwanted behavior that keeps occurring. So with this chronic behavior condition, it keeps happening, keeps happening, keeps happening. And as long as we keep going outside of ourselves, looking for somebody else to heal us, looking for something, looking to medicate, whatever, it just keeps happening. So maybe, just maybe, this game is set up perfectly trying to bring us inside to where the cause is. And when we are, when we do go inside and connect with this part and give ourselves what we didn't get at that time or what we're not getting now, what happens is once again it gets brought into this present moment where it's not happening anymore. And that creates space. When we stop, slow those tapes down and eventually stop those tapes, that creates space inside of us because it's not happening. It's not taking up that space anymore inside of us. That space is peace. And that peace is naturally and automatically filled with what I'll call higher consciousness. And that is peace. That is love. That is creativity. That is abundance. That is health. That is beauty. And those are all characteristics of our nature. And, and that's what comes through. And you don't have to do anything. That's what naturally comes through. And that's what blew me away with this work, because that's what happened. And I just wanted relief. And after I did this work, I just felt so good. And I, yeah, it, uh, it was unexplainable. And, and, and until you try the work, it's all just theory. But yeah, your nature comes through when you remove these, plate, these parts of you or deal with these parts of you that have a belief that is not in alignment with the truth about you. We're talking to Dane Stevens about how to reclaim your power and create your best life through neurotrauma healing process, NTHP. It's uh, all explained in the book. Could you do this with everything in your life where there's a negative pattern? Pretty much from smoking to weight loss to anxiety attacks, depression. Yeah, and the word trauma, trauma means something stuck looping in your nervous system unprocessed. That's, that's the, the, we'll call medical terminology, or the terminology for trauma. And, but when I say the word trauma, most people think of it as some huge event, mental or, or physical event, being in a, a car crash, or experiencing war, or having some really big physical or, or uh, emotional abuse occur to you. But we can have, we can, uh, a trauma can be experienced through very simple things that don't appear to have a lot behind them. Um, you know, a big example is growing up with a high-functioning alcoholic. Okay, say that one more time. Start with a big example. Yeah. Um, a, a good example is growing up with a high-functioning alcoholic, and especially if we're uh, a child, we don't even know we're experiencing abuse. That's just the way it is if it's one of our parents or somebody close to us. But simply the act of, of alcoholism itself is, is self-abuse, and that cannot help but be passed on. So in that, we have somehow had to alter our behavior or our natural outflow of energy to deal with this or because of the information that came from this. Another one is neglect. It seems like nothing happened, and that's exactly right. But because of that, maybe we weren't recognized and we got, we got ignored or what have you. Well, for sure we did. So we maybe formed a belief about ourselves or somehow our natural energy flow did not, it stopped or got skewed. So these are two examples of how trauma can occur, and it's looping in our nervous system. So 
the way that you know that you think you have a trauma is if you have a pattern, whether it be going broke all the time, you get to a certain level of income and you, you know, sabotage yourself, whether it be attracting uh, negative or abusive relationships, whether it be continually continual health problems. So these are all signs. And, and once again, I believe that they are happening to take you inside. Maybe they're not an accident. And uh, when you go inside, you can get to the source of these issues and bring it to resolution. Not have to cope with it, not try to overcome it or blow through it and not compensate for it, but bring it to resolution. And because when you heal that within you, that's been looping in your nervous system, there's nothing to be triggered anymore. And you'll be in the same place. And, and, you know, an example, a good example of that is with our family. Nobody pushes our buttons like family. So maybe you're in a family gathering and something happens that would normally have triggered you and you realize that you're not reacting. You're thinking, hmm, shouldn't I be screaming or mad now? Or shouldn't I, wouldn't I normally be crying now? You know, wouldn't I be leaving now? And it's just not there. So it's uh, profound in that way where once you do the inner work, when the inside changes, the outside changes. There's nothing to do. Good. All right. Dane Stevens, Reclaim Your Power. For people listening now who are on their way to find the book, um, (laughs) what else could they do right now today to take them a step closer to? Most people are going to need help with this, so uh, by all means, contact us. But acknowledge. And responsibility is a word I'd like to just mention, because responsibility can sound like blame when it says take responsibility for your life. But in this situation, taking responsibility means understanding that, first of all, seeing that there's a pattern that you're not liking, that you'd like to change, and if you haven't been able to change it, then by all means, uh, do this work. But when you recognize that there's a pattern out there, and if it keeps happening to you, yes, you are the common denominator. And that's not blame, but it's understanding that it's happening inside of you. It's, it's the cause of it is happening inside of you. So when you understand that, it's not about blame. It is about understanding that you are the cause to it, and that's the start of reclaiming your power. So I want to you know, just sort of clarify responsibility in that way. Not, I mean, don't blame yourself for being abused as a child. You know, it's not your fault. It happened. It's not your fault. But if you have a pattern from that, it's happening inside of you. So take responsibility for that so you can heal. Okay, sounds good. Take responsibility so you can heal. His name is Dane Stevens. He is from Vancouver. His book is Reclaim Your Power to Create Your Best Life. And you can find out more at danestevensonline.com. danestevensonline.com. Interesting stuff. And if it just brings one person closer to admitting a little bit of past trauma, no matter how small it is, or maybe if it was just that one time, it's worth looking into. It's worth looking into. Okay, last week we were talking about Bishop Michael Curry and his new book, Love is the Way, Holding on to Hope in Troubling Times. And I mentioned that we should all read the book and then talk about it and talk about all the books that have uh, changed our lives. So I got a letter from Kathleen who said she was a little too shy to come on the air, but she said, you put a bee in my bonnet this morning. The book that changed my life, I only wish I had kept a ledger of all the books. However, what first came to mind was Marley and Me. 
by John Grogan, and The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein, read in that order. I just have to tell you, Kathleen, The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein prevented a nervous breakdown in my house. All right, that book means so, so much to me. Kathleen says she read during a time in her life when her dogs were aging, and they wouldn't be with her much longer. Enzo, of course, lived on in the book, and that was comforting. So Kathleen just went to the bookshelf and found another John Grogan book, The Longest Trip Home, and she's going to be reading that now. Kathleen says our conversation sent her to her bookshelf where she found this book. It's a memoir about the death of a family member and that she needs to read exactly that book now because of the death of a close loved one. So Kathleen, we send you our love and sympathies and also our thanks for uh, telling us about the books that really made an impact in your life. Marley and Me, John Grogan and the Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein, which has very little to do with car racing and a whole lot to do with life and love and the magic of dogs. And please continue to tell me the books that you love that made a difference and about the Bishop Curry book if you're reading that too. Okay, our thought for the day is from John Bradshaw. Dane Stevens mentioned him and John Bradshaw is just the king of healing the wounded inner child. The quote is this, children aren't fooled. They know we give time to the things we love. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.